Hello and welcome to SEO SES with the hilarious, beautiful, eloquent and angelic Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett and me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager also at Holland and Barrett. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There are three of us in this episode, so make sure that you don't forget me this time out. <laughs> oh, Hannah, very good point. How are you going to expl- how are you going to describe Azim? Azim is one third of this this show today. So, I, yes, I, Azim, I was going to get round to it. I, you were next on the list. Mm. I was going to mention you. Oh, come on, guys. Let's let's keep the love. Let's keep the love. <laughs> so, uh, maybe we should explain. So, everyone. This is a bonus episode. How lucky are you? Um, so we got talking, me, Hannah, and Azim, and we decided because I don't know because we like to discuss SEO and like we get on. We thought we need to do this regularly on the SEO SES. So. We don't know, like maybe every month we're going to see what happens, but regularly we're going to join, we're going to invite Azim onto the podcast. And the idea is that each time we're going to all bring three articles that we find interesting that we can discuss. Um, and yeah, so what's going on um, in the SEO industry, what Google are up to, anything that we find interesting that we're all going to discuss together. And more excitingly, every time there's going to be a feature where it's Azeem against Hannah. So there's going to be a little bit of a, um, I don't know, healthy competition because each time um, Hannah and Azim will be battling it out um, to be like the, the the leader, the champion. Um, have, okay. I done, have I explained that well, guys? Yeah, I think very well. I think uh, you could probably kick it off. I think you missed the part where you mentioned that there's going to be a massive trophy presentation when it's safe to do so to crown me <laughs> as the champion. But other than that, great. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't realise uh, that was that was agreed. I thought that was still in the discussion stages. It won't be up for discussion when I take a very healthy lead and <laughs> brag about it for several years to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! I'm, I'm loving this. I like the positivity. Yes, so much positivity. So much positivity. <laughs> Okay then. Well, shall we get cracking? This is the this is the first one, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, yes. let's do it. <laughs> I mean, you guys could have sounded a bit more excited. Yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Azim's been to the gym this morning. Obviously, no, pumped. definitely not. Definitely not. This is me quite <laughs> calm, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. So, um, like I explained, so we're all going to bring three articles to the table that we're going to discuss. I believe it's going to be me first this time. Is that right? Yeah. So one article each, just because just because when you say we're all going to bring three articles, I'm like heart palpitations that I've only got one. Um, and also, <laughs> oh. we're not talking about nine articles today. It's just three in total. Just to clarify for anyone who's a bit anal like me. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Uh, right. Imagine, imagine that'd be a very long episode. 
Right, guys, I'm up first, and my article is from the wonderful uh, place that is Search Engine Journal, and it's a blog that was written by Roger Monty, Um, and the title of the article is Google Announces AI Search Updates. So the whole article is basically about how um, certain Google AI updates will impact how sites are ranked. Um, So what Google has announced, um, some of the changes are already in in play, so to speak, whereas other updates are going to be coming by the end of the year. Um, So... Many many of the algorithm improvements that Google have announced will likely create more diversity in the search results, which, in Roger's opinion, is going to make it very hard for us as SEOers. And I mean, I feel like we have already have a hard job, but I don't want to get my little violin out. Just, uh, yeah, just saying. Um, But what I've done is because it's quite a detailed piece and um, I don't want to bore you all with my droning on, I've just picked out some key points, but everyone's article that have been brought today, I'm going to make sure that I include in the show notes. So definitely check them out, guys. Um, But some of the key points that Roger um, sort of, Uh, that I want to discuss with you guys is how um, Google is going to be using BERT in more of its, well, well, basically in every search search result. So for those who don't know what BERT is, just quickly, BERT is a technique for natural language processing pre-training that helps Google understand words within the context context of the surrounding words so basically it's a way for google to better understand the intent of a search query um so yeah so the main thing there is it's at the moment it's used 10 percent of the time whereas by the end of the year it's going to be used pretty much all of the time um there's also a new spelling algorithm um so this is going to help Google understand misspelled words. Uh, and I always find it hilarious when you're doing keyword research and all the weird and wonderful ways that people spell words. Always makes me giggle. Um, and then the other two main things that I've pulled out as well is um, that Google is indexing passages um, from a web page and not just the web page itself. So essentially, Passages from a web page can be ranked when returning a search query. And apparently, Google says that this is going to impact 7% of search queries. And last is um, 10% of searches will be affected by video change. Um, So this represents a major change to SEO that underlines the importance of adding video to the mix of content types that publishers produce. So this change is similar to the passages described that I just described um, but only applied to videos Um, so this new technique uses AI to understand the different passages within videos so rather than ranking entire videos that are about a topic Google will analyze videos assign a tag to each section describe what it's about and then send searches directly to those sections of the video Um, I'm going to have a drink now (laughs) (laughs) um so hannah i'm going to ask you first is there anything um that's calling out to you here that's like more interesting or more worrying or exciting 
Yeah, I think, um, so w- what's news to me there, so what I didn't know, was the the bit about video. And actually, I am not a video consumer. I don't like video. Um, I, I hate being on my phone and sitting in a room full of people and then my phone, the video going and making noise. And yeah, I'm just not that, I'm not one of those people. Um, so I think, actually, when I'm trying to find out how to, I don't know, uh, open the bonnet on my brand new car because I've never done it before and didn't think to ask at the dealership and go on to to YouTube to find that often is kind of like oh this is your car here's where you find the the flicky thing or whatever um going straight to exactly what I want that would be amazing on video I think that's fantastic um and I think again it's something completely new that's keeping Google at the top of its game so from a Google point of view nice job um from a user point of view that yeah I think actually that would be really helpful to me and especially for people who are similar to me who don't want to sit and watch loads of videos or want to watch the whole backstory and haven't got time for sort of like get to know the pet the, the author of the video before they even start talking kind of thing so yeah yeah it sounds good so the um how videos are being indexed and passages from whole web pages see the passages is... bit not as good yeah the passages bit... do you not think so no I think that scares me a bit I think I really like the way that what it does is it highlights um as soon as you click through where you where you've actually had the snippet so where you've got a feature snippet then you click through and then it goes it turns it bright yellow um and highlights it in the actual article that's really helpful um because then you can carry on reading if you want to you can just skim what the other h2s are and just see okay actually yeah this is this sensibly leads on from this this is the next question that that was in my head but if it just shows if it just indexes the passages then how does it get I don't understand how that will work do you know what See, I mean? when I when I read that, I thought um, it would sort of show it in um, sort of like an answer box at the top, so it will index it, but then it still gives you the option to read the whole article and click through. Well, hopefully. Because that would make sense to the user, isn't it? Rather than just sort of showing this specific part and not giving the user the option to click through, because that doesn't make sense from a user experience, does it? I don't think so. What do you think, Azim? I was going to say, yeah, I agree. You should definitely have the option to to read the entire article because then you're essentially letting the search engine decide which part of the article is going to be best for you. And then yeah. nine times out of ten, it'll probably be right because Google's good at what they do, right? But if there's something above the highlighted text that you may have wanted to see on top and not getting the option to see that, it's not going to be the best experience for a user, I think. Yeah. Um, moving on to a couple of other points from the article, how do you see the spelling algorithm like changing things? I can't also correct Google. Mm. Go on, Hannah, sorry, I cut you off. No, it's all right. No, I I just, I just, yeah, I was just going to say, it's a bit like autocorrect, really. I, I can't see any problem with it I think it just makes sense it's just yeah if, if someone spells something wrong puts the i before the e or whatever do you know what I mean it just doesn't make yeah so yeah. so what I'm um what I'm see, thinking with that one is that how horrendous I suppose it depends how horrendously wrong a word is spelled isn't it um because if it's really really bad then Google might have no idea what that what that word was meant to be 
Um, so, but Google already sort of says, do you mean this? Don't they? Um, yeah. So I don't know how, like yeah. with this new <clears throat> algorithm, um, will it just sort of show more relevant results? So it's less frustrating for the user. Um, I, I think with that one, and with Bert, actually, um, those two, those two are, <clears throat> don't know what's going on with my voice, um, <laughs> are more about better understanding what people are searching so that they can, so Google can serve up the best result for that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about YouTube, but sometimes if I'm searching, especially on my mobile and I'm in a rush, so typically things like directions from A to B. And I can see that as I'm typing, I have spelt a word incorrectly. I just carry on and hope that Google will return the right result for me. And it doesn't always do that, which is why I'm a little bit skeptical. I think the most recent thing I did was type in something super quick, like directions, Bristol to Bath, something like that. Um, I ended up, probably because I got fat fingers, it was very close to Brazil, not Bristol. Um, but it didn't give me the right the right answer i think it said something like directions british to bath and then it didn't even bring up the maps and i was like oh which is frustrating because then i had to go back so it's probably yeah. more reflection on myself at the same time and the fact that i'm incredibly lazy but if i misspell something i just carry on but in that instance it didn't give me the right result that i wanted see i imagine hannah hardly ever spells stuff wrong when she searches yeah <laughs> thanks no i just <laughs> No, that's that's not like a, no, like I'm 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 the same. Like there's so many times where I will just type it like especially if you're doing something quick. Um and like say it's like Friday, it's coming up to half past five and you're like, quick, let's like I've got one more job, I need to search for something. Um and I do put a bit more too much faith into Google that are uh, they'll know what I'm on about. Um <laughs> but it is interesting because like some of the times they get it right, whereas other times they don't. Um, but who knows? Maybe this spelling algorithm um, will better that. Yeah. I suppose we're just going to have to see, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, all right. Well, I think I think that's... Um, should we move on to someone else's article? Go on, Go on then. Right. So my article is also from the wonderful Roger Monty, who is definitely oh. not on commission from this podcast, I should add. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give him ideas. <laughs> um, but essentially, it involves um, everybody's friend, John Mueller, or John Mueller, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, essentially, there was a conference earlier on in the month, and John was giving more information about the Mobile First Index. Um, and I think... It ruffled a few feathers for, for other people, I should add, but not for me. But essentially, he was saying that desktop-only sites are going to be dropped from the index. Um, and there are some bugs that M.Dot sites have. And he said, confirm that it's going to be all switched for, over from March 2021. So full mobile index will be scheduled for March 2021. Um, in his own words, he said, we're now almost completely indexing the web using the smartphone Google bot which matches a lot more what users would actually see when they search. One of the things that we noticed that people are still often confused about is with regards to if I only have something on desktop, surely Google will still see that and also take into account the mobile content. Content, sorry, But actually, mm. it is the case that we will only index the mobile content in the future. 
So when a site is shifted over to mobile first, we will drop everything that's only on the desktop site. We will essentially ignore that. Anything you want to have indexed needs to be on the mobile site. And the final deadline for that is March 2021. And then typically, when as, as John does, whenever somebody picks up something or misinterprets it, it picks up a bit of steam on Twitter and people are like, oh my God, March 2021 20, isn't far away. What do we do? What do we do? So I just wanted to check that I wasn't alone in thinking this is probably something that we kind of already knew was on the radar, right? Mm. Can I just clarify? <clears throat> so what we're talking about here is when websites have a, um, a version for desktop and a version for mobile. Yeah. Or is it when they, yeah, is that what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. See, I just don't just have a responsive website. You would think, but it looks like people still have, for example, M dot versions of websites that might be like on a separate subdomain. So like M dot So so the issue here is that March twenty twenty one, just so I'm getting this in my head. Um, so the issue here is when March twenty twenty one comes along, no matter if you're on mobile or desktop, if you're if it's not mobile first, so if your website isn't mobile friendly, um, then you've got then your desktop won't rank. Yeah, and if you've got content that's specifically just desktop only. But what 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 content would you have that was like a video? Imagine you've got a video that actually makes a blog page rank really, really well, but actually it's really big. And so you've never put it on mobile because it slows down the mobile experience. It doesn't load very well. Um, and then you've, you're like, okay, we'll keep that on the desktop site because of like the intent level. Someone's on desktop. They've been looking at seven pages, whatever. And then you decide not to put it on mobile. Then you take that out now or you do put it on mobile. It slows down the whole experience. It doesn't rank as well. That's, I think that's what people have got to be worried about if they've got anything that they've deliberately left out of mobile. Well, there's um, speed is all like, that's an important factor as well, isn't it? Um, So, I mean, surely, because it's interesting because in in my article, um, Google was saying that like, so one thing that I, I don't know if you guys agree, but what Google likes is a mix of different formats. So they like content as a blog. They like content as an infographic. They like content content as a video. But then, if it like you said, Hannah, videos are can be mahusive, can't they? Um, so what what can you do there? Like, is it can you sort of compress videos enough on a mobile? Um, yeah. Well, you link out to YouTube instead of embedding it, that kind of thing. But it's just, I guess, where people have either just thought okay it doesn't matter too much because it's only really desktop users that get the benefit from that therefore I know Google's still going to rank it like it's still going to crawl it it's not anymore that's the difference isn't it where you've got to be like okay if I need if anyone's ever going to find this video again I've got to now either link out to to YouTube um so that it doesn't take up too much like you say it doesn't doesn't make it uh impact the site speeds as much and page load um or they embed, like you say, a massively compressed version. But if it's like half an hour video or something like that, you've got to, yeah, have a really good think about that. You're in trouble there. <laughs> but then I suppose um, it's good to have, so if you do want videos, um, the best bet is to create a YouTube channel because we all know that 
YouTube is a search engine in itself. So you want to be on there as well. So by doing that, you're ticking two boxes anyway. So not only are you um, finding a solution for um, like large videos and all that jazz, but you're also like your visibility because you're on another platform then, aren't you? Yeah, and I think I suppose the other thing is, I mean, yeah, videos is a, is one example, but you've got like formatting issues and all sorts to, and like you say about having responsive site and that kind of thing. But a lot of people will use, um, I guess, different formats on their site. So they'll have like big tables on desktop, or um, I'm trying to think of some desktop sites that I've seen that are different, like things that move around a bit more. So you know when you've got like moving graphics or gifs and that kind of thing where you've not but you have to have a simpler version for mobile and I think mm. that's that's what people are really yeah that that's what they've got to think and really take a look at and a lot of people won't know that their mobile site is different it'll be somebody in UX if it's a big company who've said no we're not having that on on the mobile version and you may not have even noticed it but in a smaller company um mm. yeah you've just got to make sure that actually if you have been relying on your desktop version to be indexed you've got to now take a look at all these things and actually do they perform on mobile and like like you said, either make it responsive or get just a fully mobile site. I mean, would we say that like, I mean, I'm under the impression that when web- websites are created and designed, they're designed for desktop first, aren't they? Like, yeah. So should we should we be flipping that on its head? And yeah. Should we definitely? Yeah when you go onto mobile then that's when you have like issues of like I don't know like buttons are too close together um what are some of the issues that happen on mobile uh, text is too small um links. you've got the whole what you say I was gonna say links too close together buttons too close together pretty much yeah yeah well, and you've got the whole like cumulative, cumulative layout shift which is obviously a big a big factor with the google core vitals update that's coming out at the end of the year um mm. So if you if something you click on something but actually it moves before you've even had a chance to click and then you end up clicking somewhere else or whatever. Really annoying. Very much so. Very much so. Is there um do we feel like we've um discussed your article, Azim, or is there anything? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a really good example because when I was ready to talk about this article, I had my own opinions on it and some of the things I was like, I don't understand this. Why don't people get this already? But then after <laughs> hearing you both discuss it, I was like, actually, this makes a lot more sense now. So a great example. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we're, 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 we're the people that just don't, why don't these people get it? And then we've explained why we're, we don't get it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because like, just the very last point I'll make is like, why, in my head, I was thinking, why would you not have stuff on the mobile version of your website that you'd have on the desktop? Video aside, like that whole process of no, let's keep this on the desktop site is just alien to me. But yeah. hearing some of your experiences, I was like, right, okay, makes sense. Typically, it sounds like possibly older sites, but yeah, yeah. Think of like um, think of like professional services sites. Like you've got a solicitors or an accountants firm or something like that, and they've had a, they've had a website for five years because it does the job. It gets the leads in. It look, makes them look great. It's got the like Google My Business maybe set up, so you've got local people coming to you. But yeah. are you going to know that that needs to be mobile friendly and mobile first, and that all the all the PDFs that you've got on you on your desktop version need to suddenly be visible and available on mobile? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's I think it's mm. that level of of people that haven't got digital marketing expertise or SEO expertise in house that are just going to be like, what's this now? 
Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. I think it all comes down to it. access. I don't know if I'm going off on a blah, 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 words. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> off on a bit of a tangent here. But like when it comes to websites, like putting aside mobile and desktop, the end goal should be ex- accessibility, shouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. So accessibility, and that can cover anything. So that like no matter what like whether you're on a tablet phone on a on a desktop there's that accessibility there's accessibility to google as well can google like get the content it needs and understand there's also um like site speed and stuff so i think the end message here is that um yeah i don't know what is the end message I feel like I was going somewhere and then I lost my train of thought. The end message should be... (laughs) The end message should be to make sure that the mobile version of your site should be a very good representation of the content you want in the SERP. Yeah. There we go. Right, Hannah, saving the best till last, aren't we? Absolutely. So (laughs) I I thought I'd take this opportunity to have a, a mini rant because why not? Um, and <laughs> my article is also by Roger Monty. So uh... you are so awesome that this is the first time we've done this. We didn't speak about this beforehand. Nobody knew each other's articles and we have all chosen to represent you. So thank you very much for the awesome content that you put out there. I feel um, like we need some sort of like holy grail to Roger Monty. I um, know. You are the you are the chosen one. We will worship <laughs> you. This, this is a tribute to you, Roger. This whole We podcast. love you, Roger. You're doing amazing work. <laughs> Carry on. Um anyway, so my article, sorry, Roger's article, but the one that I have chosen, <laughs> um is entitled Google says paid links don't work. And what I really want to talk about here is we know that this is what Google says. Is it true? Do you know what I mean? Like, has anyone actually seen anything to back this up? Because it's it's one of those things that I feel like I'm constantly explaining to people and constantly saying, wherever I've worked, like literally my pretty much my whole career, people want to go for the shortcut. People want to just say, okay, let's pay for that. And I'm just, I'm constantly like, no, Google doesn't like that. It will penalize sites for that. I've even seen on Twitter where they've said, oh, send, send, send the site to me if someone's talking about it about I'm like I've never actually seen that work and there's so many sites out there with paid links and you can see they're sponsored and you can see so many people offering this as a service that I'm just like okay we need to we need to talk about it so mm. they I've, I've, I've used Roger's article um and I've had a quick look at uh, search console help just to have a look at what Google's actually saying so what Google says just to set the record straight is the best way to get other sites to create high quality relevant links to yours is to create unique relevant content that can naturally gain popularity in the internet community. Creating good content pays off. Links are usually editorial votes given by choice and the more useful content you have, the greater the chances someone else will find that content valuable to their readers and link to it. If you see that a site is participating in link schemes intended to manipulate page rank, let us know. And there's a hyperlink to let them know. We'll use your information to improve our algorithmic detection of such links. And then it it lists things that are link schemes as things like um, large-scale article marketing or guest posting, using automated programs or services to create links to your site, requiring a link as part of a terms of service contract. But the main thing was, uh, well, sort of 
buying or selling links. Um, and it says things like text advertisements, uh, that past page rank, advertorials or native advertising, links with optimized anchor text in articles or press releases distributed on other sites. So it's basically, I, th I feel like everyone's doing it. So this is why I wanted to talk about it. And in Roger's article, I, I realize I'm talking a lot, but I will, I promise I'll give you some, <laughs> I'll let you guys speak in a minute. Um, so the question that was asked, which is being discussed, is are backlinks important in ranking factors? Because nowadays, 80 to 90% of websites are buying backlinks, which I think is very unethical. But these websites are also ranking on the first page. Why? So John Mueller said, in the, and this is what's obviously covered in the article, we do use links in our ranking algorithms. We use a ton of other factors as well. So it's not the case that links is the one thing that will make your website show up in search results, regardless of what other people do. And obviously we all absolutely love John, but that is very fluffy. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, so links do make a, an impact. But luckily he did carry on. Mm. And he said, this is something where we also see that a lot of sites do things that aren't really necessary for their website and web search. They'll go off and buy a ton of links and then we ignore all of those links. So just because you're seeing people doing something that looks kind of weird doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually profiting from that in a sense that there are lots of reasons why sites can rank in search results. It doesn't have to do with anything sneaky that they're doing. And it's like, okay, again, but do, like, do we know that definitely we can discount anything paid for? And he said, um, we get this question around links. We get this question around keyword stuffing, around hidden text. All of these aspects come up regularly and in pretty much all of the cases that I've looked into where we work together with the web spam team and the search quality team to double check why these sites are ranking. It's pretty much always because of other things. But what, what I'm thinking is, do they actually, how do they do this? How can they tell? Because obviously we've got, we've got the no follow and follow that you can put in an article to sort of say, okay, this link is follow because super highly relevant, not paid for. And you've got no follow because sometimes advertorial or just because it's, it, that's basically just saying, hey, these guys paid for this link. And similarly sponsored, that's the, that's one as well where you, it just yeah. tells Google <clears throat> directly this is a paid for link. But if it's a if it's a follow link and you've still paid for it, does Google care? Does it know? So because that is basically a way around it. And if it is an advertorial where it's no follow, they can still be of benefit. Like people say this now all the time. There's been loads of studies around that. So is this all just, should we just all go out and pay pay for links? I know it's not necessarily ethical. I'm not saying that we should, but or I just feel like, is this all real? Do Am I, am I telling people not to buy stuff when I actually I'm hindering success because of that? Yeah. So because, so what I'm feeling here is that you you're trying to do what's ethically right yeah and, and however proper, proper proper job kind of thing yeah so you're you're trying to do what's ethically right and that that is that is a good way to approach seo isn't it so anything that you do with seo it's not about gaming the system it's about making sure that what you're doing is ethical it's all about the end user it's all about quality authenticity however are you, like you say, are you hindering because Google doesn't actually, like, yeah, how can Google tell? Like, because if you don't sort of say if a link is sponsored or not, how can they tell? And do they actually penalize you or do they 
See, this is the thing that I get a bit confused about. Like, would they penalise you or would they ignore it? Yeah. Because they're two very different things. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Literally exactly the same thing that you were going to (laughs) say. You're reading my mind, reading my mind. Um, I suppose the only way of really, like, you're going to have to, you'd have to test it, wouldn't you? So the only way to get a de- definitive answer here is to buy, like, buy a domain that you don't mind testing with or you don't mind what happens with it and see what happens. So you could test it, couldn't you? You could buy a load of links and and see and see what happens. It still comes back to ethics, though, doesn't it? Like what you were talking about then, in terms of ethical search engine optimization. Mm, I don't know when when Hannah was describing that. Immediately, I was thinking about the point that you made, but more importantly, I was thinking it's more of a question, really: Are Google doing enough to make this visible enough? So, although they say, "Look, there there are other things at play," fine. I'm not saying Google give us your secret recipe. But what I am saying is, how how is this being policed, basically? And should more be done to bring that transparency to SEOs to say, look, this is what we've done. Like you said, and it was very fluffy, but if you're saying, look, it's other factors and other th- other things that make your website show up in the search results. But where people are quite obviously buying links and you're not counting them, how visible are you making that process mm. for, for everyone at every level of SEO, not beginners not experts but i mean what's the process and why Mm. is that not more transparent for people so then when articles like this pop up there's a a help article or something from google directly to say this is the process that we follow and when somebody breaks this guideline they will get uh, punished or penalized or this is the process that google will follow and it's there in black and white for everybody to see yeah it is it's frustrating isn't it because like one of the one of the key issues is that Google has such a monopoly, doesn't don't they? So um, they they can kind of decide how things run and stuff, and it is frustrating because it's like, what? Why are they not telling us? Like, are they not telling us because they don't quite understand it themselves, or they don't, or they haven't? They don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the reason? Isn't that dangerous though, as well? Do you not think? if they're putting something out there that they don't fully understand and then expecting people to behave in a responsible way, that's, it's, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me, do you know what I mean? I always think about things like this, how safe is it, how dangerous is it? And there's also the argument as well, like, okay, just because you can get away with it now, Google are always improving, aren't they? Yeah. So if, like... Yeah, if if websites are getting away with it, and yeah, they're paying for links and what have you, um, just because they're getting away with it now, you don't know what's gonna what's in store in the next few years. So maybe, I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but whenever it comes to SEO, I like. Are we saying that paying links is more grey hat? <laughs> this is a thing, like. How do, I really yeah. like the idea that Zoom had where Google's literally like lays it all out in black and white kind of if you do this this happens if you do this this happens but if you pay for it and we can't really tell if it's paid for nothing happens then yeah it's absolutely well 
I don't know. Is anyone doing anything wrong there? What, do you know what I mean? Other than the ethical point, from a Google point of view, if they, if they can't tell it's not paid for, no, they can't tell it's paid for, does it care? I suppose the question is, Han, like after like you've done like this research and you've read and you've delved into it, would you change anything that you're doing now or would you are you inclined just to stick to your guns? Yeah, well, probably because I've probably been speaking about it on 700 podcasts to sort of say, don't do this. I'm not going to change my tune, but um, <laughs> I just I just feel like I'd really love it if someone could just back it up other than Google being like, oh, yeah, we, we don't take that into account. Um, it, we're just going to ignore those links. But if someone was to say to me, Hannah, how do you know that they're ignoring all of those links that X, Y, and Z have paid for? I'll be like, Ugh. I mean, is there yeah. something that says, like, if it literally specifically says advertorial in it, does, but then how do they, again, how do they know it's advertorial? If it's got affiliate links, does that tell Google it's paid for? I just think it's all a bit fluffy. Wishy-washy, yeah, yeah. a bit fluffy. Well, I feel like I want to have an answer for you, Han, because I, f- I feel that, like, <laughs> and it is frustrating, but I don't, I don't know what the answer is here, unless, unless someone, I don't know, like, I don't, what is the answer? <laughs> A single help you. article with everything laid out in black and white that will just answer Hannah's question. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone could do that, who let's listen to the podcast, please do. <laughs> um, oh, that was about like a nice one to round off. I mean, um, is there anything else that you'd want to like discuss, Hannah? Or do you feel like? No, I'm your... happy. Thank you. I think it didn't. I didn't expect you guys to answer the question, but I feel like I've shared my problem. It's like problem share, problem thirded. It is. It is. <laughs> the problem thirded. Um, and it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? Like Google keeps a lot of things to their chest and they don't like to make it easy for us. And yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? Um, so yeah, one of those frustrating things and there is no other way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. That was our first bonus episode, guys. Eek. how did like the most like the most exciting part is about to happen which is the future um but how did we feel that went did, did, i enjoyed it i yeah, enjoyed discussing yeah, absolutely i think with mine uh very quickly like i said i had read the article and formed my own thoughts and conclusions on it and some of which i was like hmm, i'm not really sure how that works but then having the chance to share it with you both and hearing both of your thoughts and opinions on it has uh, helped me to think differently about it. So, yeah, certainly for me. Thank you very much. Good. I think I maybe if uh, Roger wants us all to provide comments on his articles in future, we can definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we could Absolutely. be his, like, commenta- commenters, commentators. <laughs> That's not the word, is it? Um, I do feel like this is going to be nice and therapeutic for us all, though, because, like, yeah, like, yeah. like you said, Hannah, like you're going to start one of, with a bit of a rant, um, but... I think it is, there is so much, ah, there's so much confusing stuff in the SEO industry, isn't it? So sometimes it's just good to have that discussion with others and just say, yeah, just just get it out there um, sort of thing. 
Right. Are you guys ready for the feature? Let's yes. Do it. Absolutely. You're right. welcome. I just got a quick compliment into Hannah there because that's where it ends now. <laughs> <laughs> so much sass. Shash. So much sass. <laughs> Shashy sass. Uh, right then. Um, I don't know how this is going to make you guys feel, but it's a music quiz. Oh my God. Not good. Oh. <laughs> Right, should we just award her the victory now? (laughs) (laughs) So, I have got ten bits of lyrics. Ten bits of lyrics? Ten lyrics from different songs. Um, uh, Yeah, a couple of sentences or a sentence. And you have to tell me, you get one point for the title and one point for the artiste. Um, So how I'm going to ask us to do it is I'm going to say the lyric and then you've either got to say Azeem or Hannah and the first person to say Azeem or Hannah, they get to answer. And if that person gets it wrong, the other person can have a go. Oh, okay. Azeem, do you know much music? Are you quite... I think you are, aren't you? I think it would depend on on the genre. So I am mildly sceptical. About what's about to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's I've I've gone broad. I've got lots of different genres of music in here. Okay. So like some some classics, some old school, some new. So you know what? I feel like I've covered all bases. So no one can get um sassy with me and saying you've gone all like hardcore rock metal and I don't know hardcore rock metal no. I don't know why I'm saying hardcore rock metal because even by me describing that you can tell that I'm not a metal fan <laughs> <laughs> oh dear it's right like okay description. <laughs> yes hardcore rock metal <laughs> just, right. just, just double check so while we get it are we asking are you asking us for the title and you get a point for the title of the song and a point for the artist. So there's okay. two points. The title's not even right, is it? This is how much I'm not a musical person. What's the song name? Song title. You can call yeah. it song name. Song title. Look, she's already yeah. upsetting the judge here. Mark I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just doubting myself. <laughs> so, yeah, so if you think you know, say your name and then I will sort of say um, who said it first and then we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. Okay, number one. She played the fiddle in an Irish band, but she fell in love with Azim. an English man. Yes, Azim. Oh, it's uh, it's Ed Sheeran. Yes. And it's uh, uh, Galway Girl. Yes, Azim. Yeah. End the quiz now. End the quiz now. Yes. <laughs> don't get too ahead of yourself. There's still nine to go. Oh, no. Anything could happen. They're out to get you. Better leave while you can. Don't want to be a boy. You want to be a man. Not a clue. No. I'll say it again. I don't know why. It might help you. They're out to get you. Better leave while you can. Don't want to be a boy. You want to be a man. Can you sing it? Will that help us? Well, that's cheating. Well, definitely. Oh, my God. Azim. 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 Yes. Just please read the lyrics to me again, because if I've got this wrong, I am going to be down in podcasting hell for this. I mean, this is a classic, guys. That's what I was an thinking. An absolute classic. They're out to get you. Better leave while you can. Don't want to be a boy. You want to be a man. Yeah, it's um, it's Michael Jackson, isn't it? Yes, Beat it him. is. 
Yes. It's because you read it, which confused me. I was like, they're out. So I started singing it. And then it just well, this came. Is the thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing it. I'm gonna talk it. So that's why. This is this is the whole this is the whole quiz. Okay. <clears throat> well done. Number three. Remember to let her into your heart, then you can start to make it better. Oh my god. Yeah, no idea. I'll give you a clue on this one because this is a bit hard. I'll say the lyrics again, just for our listeners, because they might want to have another go. Remember to let her into your heart, then you can start to make it better. Now, the clue that I'm giving you is um, the song name has a woman's name in it. And the artist is a... um, I think they were around in the 60s. Oh, yeah, pass. (laughs) (laughs) 60s. (laughs) <laughs> or 70 you know them though <laughs> they were big this they is gonna be one of those that, like when you reveal the answer it's gonna okay be... i'll sing oh, it yeah. remember i oh, know i'm not gonna sing it because i don't know i don't that i can never sing songs hey jude the beatles oh yeah i would never have got that you know hey jude yeah, you don't let me it's like with lyrics then yeah <laughs> okay next one <laughs> She packed my bags last night pre-flight, zero hour, 9 a.m. Okay, your clue for this one is um, there was recently a film made about him um, and he's very into his glasses. Oh, Azim. Yes. I think... So I don't know the song at all, but I think you're talking about Elton John. Yes. Just give it... Okay, well, the song was Rocket Man. You got one point there. You know I'm not going to know any of these. Like, we are friends as well, and I can't believe it. (laughs) Well, I just thought you got to do a music round. When you said glasses, I was like, yeah, Elton John. I don't know what the film was. Okay, the next one. Come on, Han, you'll know this one. Clock strikes upon the hour and the sun begins to fade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely know that. (laughs) I'll sing this one. I'm going to get a cup of tea so that you guys can carry on. (laughs) Clock strikes upon the hour and the sun begins to fade. I don't know if that's even the the tune. No. No. Okay, come on, guys. I mean, people are going to be screaming at the podcast here. I want to dance with somebody. I want to scream. Whitney Houston. (laughs) No. No. Even when you sung it, I was like, no. Number six. Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. Hmm. Oh, Hannah. Yes. Hold on. And it's Madonna. It is Hannah. I'm so happy for you. Come on. I don't know the, the song though. Um, I'll give you a clue. Um, you, um, I always joke that I'm going to the mm, the gay away. It's like I know what I know the, the chorus and everything. What Come on, are you talking about? Okay. Like a prayer. That's that was the song name. Okay, yeah. oh, very cute. 
but you got a point, Han. You got a point. Yes. Okay, thanks, number seven. Thanks to my mum for playing that in the car when I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> number seven. I'm through with standing in lines to clubs. I'll never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth and I'm never going to win. Mm. Nope. Oh, Genre is... Oh, Azim. Yeah. Azim. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to explain why I know this one, but it's uh, it's it's Nickelback. It is Nickelback. Rockstar, isn't it? It is. Uh, look, it was on my gym playlist for a bit. I'm so ashamed to admit that, but yeah. It's a good song. What do you mean you're ashamed? But it's embarrassing <laughs> when like, you forget that you're just in the middle of the gym saying, well, y'all just want to be... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I like. I don't mind Nickelback, but then, as you can tell, I'm not exactly a big music buff. So, number eight. I tried to pick ones. I have lost kudos right there. Right, number eight. Uh, She's got a smile that it seems to me reminds me of childhood memories. I'll say it again. She's got a smile that it seems to me reminds me of childhood memories. I feel like I'm going to know it when you say it, but... Yeah, it does sound familiar, but I'm... it's hard because I try to sing it and I know it's definitely wrong. So, right, Hannah, here's a clue for you because I'm, like, I'm going to try and get you another point here. Um, so the band, the name has um, something that smells nice, a plant that smells nice. And, oh, it's Guns uh, N' Roses. Yes! What? There and we go. Yeah. Yay. No, Thank you. I would never have got that. Okay, last two. Together, forever, that's how it must be. To live without you would only mean heartbreak for me. No. Together, forever, that's how it must be. To live without you would only mean heartbreak for me. Is Amy not Googling it, are you? I'm just going to guess. Um, no. It just sounds like uh, Spice Girls. Okay, this is another bit of it. Forever and ever to stay in my heart oh. and I will love you oh, forever together. Uh, no, uh, I know the answer now because I'm stuck on Spice Girls. It's definitely not the Spice Girls. Uh, I mean, the fact that you got this person mixed up with Spice Girls is Ian. People are going to... People are going to be giggling to themselves. It's I say a little prayer, Aretha oh, Franklin. Come on. <laughs> okay, this is this song. It's a very good one. Like pre-COVID, when like this song comes on and you're at a party and everyone hugs each other and they do like a a little like standing all together in arms, singing along to this song. Okay. Okay. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. Oh, it's uh, Azim. Yes. Right. So it's Oasis, but I just forgot the name. I do not know the name. That's the Wonder Woman. Yes, Hannah. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name. That's the end of the music quiz. (laughs) I have just not done myself any favours here with this. Do you want to know the end scores? Go on. Azim, you got eight. And Hannah, you got four. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy with that. So next time, uh, I will never do music again because I think Hannah will not be my friend anymore. I will, I'll be you, yep. 
I just want to apologise to everybody listening for confusing Spice Girls with Aretha. With packet. Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the biggie one there. <laughs> but yes, right. Um, I'll have a I'll have a think for the next one. Um, but yes, note to self: stay away from music next time. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, uh, guys, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. What about you two? Yes, thank you very much for a lovely quiz. Thank you for all the chat. Thank you for sharing my pain in regards to links. Yes, Azeem, thank you for agreeing to be a regular feature on the SEO SAS podcast. Yes, thank you very much for having me. It's been a lot of fun, even more so when I'm winning. Yes, have that kind of... Just to point out, I'm equally as bitter when I lose, so I'll just you might hear sobbing. <laughs> um, so the only thing left to say is, obviously, in the show notes, we'll link out to all the articles um, that we've been talking about today. We'll also link out to um, where you can find us. But just quickly, um, me and Hannah are personally on Twitter, um, S-E-O-S-A-S, Hannah. Sarah MCD UK and also the podcast is SEO underscore SAS. Uh, we're both on LinkedIn. We've got an email address, which is hello at SEO SAS podcast.com. Um, please do subscribe to our podcast because then you get notifications of new episodes and bonus episodes with our lovely friend Azeem. Uh, Azeem, how can people find you? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Azeem Digital or my website is just I am Azeem Digital. Dot com and yeah that's me i've also got a podcast it's not as good as this one so definitely listen to this one no, oh, come on now your podcast <laughs> I, come on so you i love your podcast me and hannah are frequent listeners of it aren't we han um well the silence so, is it all <laughs> oh sorry i was on mute i didn't <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah that was my intention i was saying nice things i'm sorry <laughs> Yes, awesome I genuinely podcast. love your podcast. I'm definitely taken some tips from you already, despite the fact that you've been going for less than we have. So yeah, no, absolutely love it. So we'll link out to your podcast. Do not worry, uh, Azeem. But yeah, get, check it out. Um, is it uh, Azeem Digital Asks? Yes. So check that out. Um, you're on all the major um, uh, blah, 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 podcast platforms like we are. Um, so yes, right. Shall we say goodbye and um, continue with our weekends? Yeah. <laughs> I realised that was a weird way for me to end this episode. So anyway, until next time, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.